There is a theme, a theme throughout uh, Daf Gimel, Daf Dalad, and Daf Hay. Those three Daf um, contain within them an interesting theme around the way we deal with rabbinic legislation. So those are halachot that are not stated in the Torah, but were legislated by the by Chazal, by the rabbis at later stages. How do we deal, deal with them when the reason for their in, initial legislation no longer applies? And there are different situations and different principles we use in, in dealing with that issue. Uh, also, the question of how widely do we apply a rabbinic law? Uh, and we see that beginning at the top of Daf Gimel Amadalif, where the Gemara is dealing with finding uh, finished eggs inside a chicken uh, that has already been slaughtered and uh, on Yom Tov. And we're not allowed to use those finished e- eggs on Yom Tov. And Rav Yosef gives the reason uh, as part of a gezerah mishum perot hanoshrim. That means it's it's categorized together with a different gezerah, a different law of the rabbis, which is that you aren't permitted to pick up fruit around a tree, even if the fruit's on the ground, in case you'll come to pick them from the tree. And Rashi explains that the egg inside the chicken is not exactly the same. Obviously, there's no the the, the reason doesn't really apply by being permitted to take the egg, which is complete, from the chicken, you're not going to pick fruit from a tree or do anything like that. It doesn't, it doesn't really apply. But when you're looking at the application of a principle, you've got to look at the wording, at the, at the scope of the, of the legislation itself, not so much as at the philosophy for which it was instituted. So we use philosophy, Chazal use philosophy, they use reasoning, they use logic in order to initiate a particular law, a halakha de But once they've done so, so you've got to use legal reasoning, not philosophic reasoning, as to how you apply, when and where you apply that law. So here too, the law about not picking up fruit from a tree wasn't stated specifically fruit from a tree. The law included any fruit, any product of a... Uh, a, a mother organism. Uh, so normally that's a tree that produces fruit. But the way the law was articulated, it was designed to include all such cases uh, and therefore would include the chicken and the egg, although there isn't a direct correlation in terms of the philosophy of the rationale of the gazera. And we see this in our, in our secular world as well, in general law. Uh, you might be driving down a, a road uh, that is marked at a, a, a 50 kilometer an hour speed limit, and you might be driving at 7 to 80 kilometers an hour, um, and you might ask, why is the speed limit 50? And you could be told, because there's schools on this road, and children cross backwards and forwards over the road, and so we need to be extra cautious. And you might then say, but I was driving down this road at, at 2 o'clock in the morning. There weren't any schools open. There were no children anywhere. There was nobody anywhere. The place was completely desolate. So the rule doesn't apply to me under those circumstances. And the police officer would say to you, it doesn't work that way. Once there's a rule, it applies in all situations. We treat Gezerot and Halachot in the same kind of way. There's a lot of debate around why the law was instituted. But once the law is instituted, it doesn't matter whether the reason applies or the reason doesn't apply. We use the law, we apply the law in all circumstances. Um, we have a another principle that that is that is uh, in some way simpler, and that's on the next page, on Daftaladamud Bet, where the Gemara talks about why we have two days Rosh Hashanah, um, 
or Tida is Yom Tov altogether, even in situations where outside of Israel, we know full well what day of the year it is, what day of the month it is, the uh, mathematics of the of the Luach, the calendar is well known, and we don't rely on information coming from Jerusalem, which could take more than two weeks to get to us. We don't rely on that anymore. Uh, we have direct information. And the Gemara says, Mishum mitam, because the uh, instruction was sent out from Eretz Israel, be very careful about a minag of your forefathers, which is in your hands, something you've been practicing for years. Don't make changes. And the Gemara adds, Zimnin de Gazru Shamda Kalkuli. Because there could be a time and a place in the world, one day in some place, where there's an antagonistic government that forbids the study of Torah and the practice of Judaism, and we might lose the connection and the understanding of how to fix the Luach. And in such days, we'll again be dependent on sighting of the moon and on information from Yerushalayim. And for that reason, uh, we should keep the laws as they are and not make any changes. Interestingly, the Rambam in Hilchot Kiddush HaKodesh Perikei brings that law from the Gemara and, and says, um, even though we know when Yom Tov is, we've got to keep the two days Yom Tov. Um, even though we know it mathematically, it is a law of the rabbis that we must consistently and continuously keep the laws uh, that the Chachomim gave us. Interestingly, the Rambam doesn't add that additional piece. He doesn't say, He doesn't say because maybe one day the situation will change and we'll again need to go back to to figuring out the calendar more naturally and that will, that will cause the various different problems. He doesn't say that. He just brings the principle of which is interesting because there's a, a shita, there's a view of, of the Gaonim, of Rabbi Nisadya and Rav Haigon, who hold that that piece in the Gemara, of the, that, that saying that there might be times when we'll have to go back to using the old method of calculation, that was just given to answer Apikrusim, to answer people who were uh, had the, these belief questions and were challenging us on on the basis of the of the need for these laws still. But the real reason is just that the, the minag is there and we have to keep it. So there's a certain conservatism about minhagim. And to understand that, we need to think of the fact that there needs to be continuity in the practice of Judaism. If we change things and our practice of Judaism no longer resembles the Yiddishkeit that was practiced centuries ago, then we've broken the line of tradition and the very fundamentals of our religion become questionable because everything is based on the way we've kept things since, since Sinai, since we received the Torah. And if we start breaking and changing things, then the, the religion that we're practicing today ceases to resemble the religion that our forefathers practiced, and that becomes a difficulty in the credibility and integrity of the whole of, uh, the whole of our Yiddishkeit. And so we have this principle of be careful to keep the minag. So it's not so much the fact that the law was made, and once the law is made, we have to keep it. It's much more about the law has been kept all these years. That's why we have to keep it, because we have to continue the practice uh, that our, our forefathers gave us. Now, we, we do come to another idea, which is once a law has been legislated, that legislation applies throughout the ages. And what degree do we have, to what degree of freedom do we have to even tamper with that and change that? That's something that we'll learn about in, to, in tomorrow's Matmon.